Welcome to Eating Too Much with Jeff and Mandy. We are two lonely mouth warmer chefs who love and sometimes struggle with food. But mostly love. Yay. Yay. How's it going? We're recording not on a weekend and it feels so good. It feels so good. So last time, if anyone was wondering, um, well, two weeks ago, we, um, what do you call when you put out an episode and it goes onto into the world, into the ether? Um, published? Dropped? Published. Dropped. <laughs> published. We dropped our episode a little bit late because we recorded a little bit late. And then we yep. had, um, was that the one with a little, little drift in there and we had to. Or was that just because we recorded a little remember. I can't remember. There was We had a drift week, and then these last couple weeks, we just ended up doing stuff on the weekend instead of the weekdays because um, we've both been really busy. And But now I just sort of, I've sort of recommitted myself to like, yes, you, you have more going on. Yes, your job has increased, but I don't want so much to bleed over into the weekend because then it just feels like I'm never, ever, ever taking a break. And also, like, just never caught up. Like, right. Which is the nature of this job. (laughs) So (laughs) I have, like, I have, like, way less to do because I don't have a job that constantly, like, every time you finish, you know, accounting for something else, you know, as as how time works is it keeps going. (laughs) So you keep getting new invoices or new AR or new, whatever that claims or whatever you have to do for your work. Kids kids keep needing therapy. So, so that keeps happening. And so you're never done, but, but that's okay. As long as you're within, you know, what you need to do. And I was super proud of you for setting some boundaries and claiming your life back. Oh my gosh. And I'm so glad that I had, I ended up meeting with my boss, who's also my friend, which sort of can complicate things. Um, But it was beautiful and it was wonderful. And I feel so much lighter. And then what was hilarious was I was really glad we'd had the meeting because we had the meeting on Tuesday. And then the next day, one of our therapists quit. Oh, shit. (laughs) Which means that me being the scheduler, I had to take their full time schedule and disperse all of their children quit with no notice no no they gave us two weeks but even still like to well, figure out where to put a full-time caseload of children yeah. and, and trying not to disturb their days and times you know too much which wasn't really possible i was gonna um, say because that's everyone else already has a full caseload yeah and when you're dealing with kids that means you're dealing you're not just dealing with a one person you're dealing with a family unit so it's like right. little brother can't come at this time because big brother has karate or mom's working and big brother is doing virtual learning so she can't come come until after school's over you know so it's like there's lots of moving pieces Oy um but it's fine because I feel like I'd had this conversation. And so I just was going into this new project, basically, that was my responsibility with just a lightness and like, okay, it's going to be fine, you know, and mm-hmm. this is my target. If we don't reach it, it's okay. And if there's a couple families that are disappointed or frustrated or people that we might have to temporarily put on a wait list, that's okay. We're doing the best we can. And I feel like people understand that too you know yeah well that's the beautiful thing too i mean i just think yeah this sort of macro of having the scary conversation then gets multiplied for me by having all these little mini 
scary mm-hmm. conversations. Which is I'm calling family saying, hi, so sorry. I need to move your day and time for your therapy. And being so afraid of like them getting mad at me or I don't know what complaining. And then I don't know what to say, but so far that totally hasn't happened. And in fact, I've ended up having lots of lovely conversations with lonely grownups who are trapped in houses with their children. And they just want to talk about like how it's going or what they're struggling with or how therapy is helping them. And so it's actually really beautiful most of the time um, talking to these families. Well, I was going to ask, do you feel like since it's a a subset of the population that already believes in putting in the work of of therapy for mm-hmm. themselves, their kids or whatever the situation, mm-hmm. do you think that that lends itself to a more understanding client? Yes, for sure. And more adaptable and more flexible because and also in this time, you know, we, we've right. had to temporarily closed down and go to all virtual. I, and I made all those phone calls and again, was scared that people would be mad and they, they weren't, you know, they were totally understanding. They appreciated that we were being safe and that we were being cautious. And, you know, so. I think it goes a long way when people understand that you're still trying to help them. Right. Right. And I think too, taking the time to call people individually rather than just sending a big old email and being like, Blast, yeah. and if you want to continue your therapy, you need to call us. Reach out. Like, yeah. And I've known this is a, this is a small intimate clinic and we're definitely high touch. So that's not even part of the culture, um, which is one of the reasons why I like working here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, but it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been unreasonable for us to do something like that rather than like, I'm sure. going to call. 200 families in, you know, 48 hours, which is what I did with one other person. Well, I am glad that you um, feel lighter, even with your yes. new challenges. And yes, and are, so much are lighter sitting into that new role. Yes. Thank Feels you. Feels good. Yay. Yay. Yes. Happy Friday, indeed. Happy Friday. Do um, we have receiving? Do we? I don't know. No, I don't think we do. I think mo- I'm seeing your little notes, but I think it's just under the reseasoning, but it's just more like general things. I don't have any reseasoning. Yeah, I don't think I do either. So last week I mentioned the kids were going to come over and um, cook dinner and um, Maddie was so cute. She um, she made these vegetarian enchiladas that were delicious. So we were right. Yes. It was enchiladas. Oh. Um. It was corn, black beans, um, cheese, and I guess she like was at her dad's and was like, "There's no box grater here. What the hell?" So they, Jack actually helped, um, and they made, um, you know, chunky cheese basically in the blender. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and I was like, "That's perfect because it's gonna all melt in the casserole. Yeah, and it's awesome. Perfect." And she made enchilada sauce from scratch, and it was like. It was really good, actually. Really well seasoned. I love it. Yeah, it was cute, too, because, I mean, I'm allergic to avocado, and she wasn't sure that we would have any in our house, so she also brought, like, she made sure, she's like, you guys have, like, sour cream and that kind of stuff? And we're like, yeah. And then um, she was like, okay. And then she walks in, she's got an avocado in her purse. (laughs) I love this girl. I've never met her. It was really cute. She's like... Let me know what I need to do. Like, how do you do the oven? Will it, like, 
does it need to pre I'm like oh I'll I'll do it for you like I adjusted the rack already and yeah you know I'll we'll preheat it like half an hour before before we want to put it in and she's like half yeah. an hour I was like yeah it takes a while it's kind of old and she's like oh will it beep when it's ready and Tam and I just started laughing because <laughs> <laughs> our oven doesn't beep there's like no. a dial that you you do and then to make sure it's like on and not just gassing us all I like wait to hear the whoosh of the fire catching you know <laughs> it's like this is quite literally just a hot box. Literally a hot yeah. metal box with racks. <laughs> yep. Yep. We're going back to basics here. We are very minimalist when it comes to our ovens. Yeah. So that's, it was just really cute. She was looking at us like dying laughing and she's like, what? I'm like, don't worry about it. I'll put it like 50 degrees hotter than you told me because it probably is just about right there. Yeah. yeah. But it was delicious and it was awesome and we had a great time. We watched, um, what did we watch? Oh, an American pickle. <laughs> um, no. It's on it's HBO. It's a tiny bell. So it's a Seth Rogen. It? Seth yes. Rogen plays two parts. He plays... Okay. A guy that comes from some Eastern Bloc country, turn of the century, with his young wife and come to make their life in America. And he um, works in a pickle factory, falls into a vat of pickles, and literally it shuts down as the factory is condemned. And a okay. hundred years later, these kids are like flying their drone around, knock a thing open, and he pops out and he's been like perfectly preserved in the brine for a hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. And he finds his great grandson and who's like an app developer in Brooklyn. And uh, it's just their their going it was a really sweet movie actually and it had really funny parts and it it was good. Oh, I wanna try good. that. Did you see the one it's on HBO two with now I need to think of names. The guy from SNL, the really funny guy with the big lips. Chris God Katan? damn it. No, no, he's like currently on. He was dating. Adam, oh, Palm Springs. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> oh my God. Adam Sandberg? No, no, not Adam Sandberg. Oh my God. Why can't I? He did the really funny skit with um, Timothy Chalamet. Oh, shit. Um, Pete Davidson. Oh, Pete, King of Staten Island. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Oh my God. That was. A difficult game we just played. <laughs> that was so I'm sweating because I was like, this is the worst kind of podcast because people, you know, the people are people like screaming are at screaming us. It. Pete Davidson, you idiot. Pete Davidson, yes, I watched it like this week. I funny so we, enough. We just started it and I so far I love it. I so I love it too. Like I laughed. I laughed. I cried. It was great. I, I instantly love him and I went in thinking I think I'm probably going to hate him. Even though I think he's funny on SNL. I think he's funny on SNL. And also I'm like, are you actually funny? Or are you just like a really good stand around? Like, I'm not exactly sure what he does to be funny. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not like an Eddie Murphy or like a Jim Carrey where it's like, they've got like different voices mm -hmm. and different personas. He's Pete Davidson. He's always Pete Davidson. And so he's like, He's clearly funny, but as I'm watching him, I'm like, but why are you funny? I can't put my finger on it. Right, right. He's just that guy. He's just that guy. 
Yeah, I actually kind of didn't like him because I've seen a couple of interviews that I was just like, why is he successful? I don't get that, it. Yes. Yeah. But do you watch SNL? I do. And okay. I mean, like, not like every week, but I definitely at least watch like clips every week and like yeah. highlights and stuff yeah. on the apps and um and skits and stuff. But he's he's never been like a favorite or it's not like I dislike him. Yeah. Um, he's just kind of there and it's like, okay, yeah, I guess he's funny. Like it's like situational. It kind of happens around him. He's not ever like the, the smart witty comeback that's really fast or, or funny voices right. or like you said, right. or like physical comedy or anything yeah. like that. But yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Like he's in one of, he's in a lot of my favorite SNL skits. Like the one that's the Les Mis where the guy is the lobster. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's one of my like top 10 and he's in that he's not doing anything he's the stoned guy at the diner who orders the lobster at the diner and he's just sitting there laughing like and it's he's clearly genuinely laughing like i think mm -hmm. part of it is just he seems very natural he seems very unaffected by the camera or anything that's going on around him so i think that's part of sort of the charm yeah then, did you see the one with timothy chalamet where they're like the white rappers and yeah i mean that was fucking hilarious it was awesome too. yeah but again, I'm like, what are they? What are they? I don't well, know, and I'm just like, are you playing yourself? Like, what yeah. is? And this movie, I guess, is semi autobiographical, so that's got think... a, another element to it that makes okay. me think. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, I got to finish watching that this weekend. Um, but the other thing is, I feel like when when comedy's done really well, it's like it looks easy, you know. Mm -hmm. So and as a watcher, I go. Well, I was funny like that when I like when I was a kid, my friends and I would make up like commercials and we'd make up shows. Now all, the, all these are like on audio tapes. because This is back in the olden days. But we would like, you know, pretend to be like an Oprah show and we'd have like segments where we pretend to be different guests. And then we would like write little commercials with jingles in between. And like, oh, my God. I know. That's kind of amazing. Where are these I would, tapes? I would, so, I would so be a YouTuber or a TikToker if I was like a kid right now. Definitely. I would have loved it. Where are these tapes, Mandy? I know they're in, they're actually, it's funny you ask. They're in a closet in, in my house. And I actually, for Christmas, I bought myself like a cassette tape that or player that I can listen to them. Or there's like a plug where I can plug it into my computer and turn it into MP3s. So maybe I'll have to like do a little sampling. Sometimes yeah. I, I think about stuff like that and I'm like, oh my God, I really want that. Like I have all these CDs and tapes and all these like mixes I made in high school and stuff and they're uh -huh. still at my parents' house. And I'm like, I should just right. throw this shit away because like I don't even have a CD player or a cassette player. I know. Like, no one does. Neither. <laughs> not yeah, in my car, either. not in my home. I mean, I yeah. guess technically it would play on like a Blu-ray player, but I I literally have like a blu-ray slash dvd player that is in a drawer just in case i want to watch a movie right. that i can't find streaming for free and happen to have the disc yeah it's like a very rare circumstance yeah we have a vhs player right now which is hilarious evan got it from his friend when he moved to hawaii and we have all these old tapes and we like busted them out and it's really funny because evan and i didn't know each other well i guess we met when i was 25 but like we did obviously we didn't know each other before then. And both of us ended up doing a lot of like theater and improv stuff when we were young. And so we were watching each other's tapes. Oh, how funny. And it was kind of fun. 
funny. I was like, this is going to be terrible, but it was actually quite interesting. And it was interesting to see how similar we were before. I was like, this totally makes sense why we ended up together. Yeah. Even though I didn't know him at that time of his life at all. And he didn't know me. And you're completely different people now. It still makes sense. Yes. I love that. I know. I feel so lucky. Like to be when you, yeah. Like when you got, like, do you look back? How long have you and Tam been married now? Well, I feel like this is a question designed to get me in trouble. I'm sorry. Was it 2013? Um, <laughs> 20, no. I think no, we met no. in 2013. Okay. Because you guys got married the year. You got married in 2016. 26. Sure. You know that sounds right. Because that? that was the year that I moved to the desert. It was that very first night. Li- we lived in that first apartment and I was suicidal. <laughs> oh. I came to your wedding all by myself. That's right. I That's did. right. Oh. Your sitter fell through at the last minute. Yeah. But you still came and, and Evan did. did. Um, the, yeah, 2016. That sounds right. So anyways, my, my question was like, do you ever look back and go, wow, like it's so, I like, I feel so lucky because it wasn't that I, I mean, I clearly loved him. Otherwise I wasn't going to marry him. But I think back to the people we were when we got married and I'm like, we are it, there seems to be a certain amount of luck involved in the fact that the evolution that's happened in our relationship, where I actually feel better about our relationship and our love than I did even when we got married. Does that make sense? And you're like, wow, how did like, like, yeah. how did I know that when I got married, that it was going to be like this? Obviously I didn't. You didn't, but. But it's just wild to me. Well, it's like they say, you know, we never stop growing and, and you you see where you either grow together or grow apart and yeah i think we know people that have done both and right you can't know right no so yeah so i just feel lucky then i guess that we've grown together and not apart tam and i were just recently talking about this and i'm like what why did you because this this is a girl that like didn't drink till her 21st birthday mm-hmm. in college had her first drink never has done any drugs never has and she tells me when our first date she's like you talk about pot a lot yeah and first of all I think I was just also just stoned but I was also just like very much like I know you're very straight edge and I don't want this I don't want to like downplay it and then have you be like well you didn't tell me tell me right yeah, so I was just very upfront with it. And then, you know, I, <laughs> I've i just kind of wondered over the year. I'm like, what would make you end up with someone like that? She's like, I don't you're know. Wonderful. No, because you're I wonderful. Guess. You're a wonderful, wonderful person. But the, I didn't know that about Tammy. I didn't know that. I always figured you guys were getting stoned together. Oh, no. Not a day in her life. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it it that makes sense with her personality you know like i i didn't look at her and go well there's a giant pothead she doesn't give off and that vibe at all but i just assumed i guess she's not that she was a giant pothead but I, but you guys would like well yeah because normally this is like the stuff that is can be a little harder to tolerate if one person always is and one person always isn't right but she's also like someone that doesn't like even like post surgeries and stuff, she's always like trying to get off of narcotics and off of she's like people right. get sucked into this and it causes all kinds of other things and 
So she's very wary of circumstances. Like for someone whose entire career is like science based. Yeah. I mean, she's a nurse, so it's like heart based. I like to right. say, but, yeah. but it's, you know, she works at UCLA, you know, so it's like in a hospital situation and everything's very like science. This is why. And she, she takes so much like naturopathic stuff and holistic mm -hmm. stuff and gives mm -hmm. me so much, like mm -hmm. all this stuff is so it's like, I, I call it her, um, her potions and lotions. Cause she's like all about the essential oils and all about mm -hmm. like, the the freaking like I told you with the weird cough syrup shit right. that like right. it's like right. the weirdest shit and she's all about like the supplements and I don't know but anyways she's she's never had the desire to try any drugs including pot she, she's just a normie she's, she's a normie, a normie. And, that, and she's a normie with food too is she is a normie with food. She can literally take something, open it like these. We just got all these goodies from Fortnum and Mason in London. Because yes, they had flat rate shipping. So we went nuts. Nice. Um, You should see my mom's. <laughs> She's got like two shelves in her back room wow. that are just covered in biscuits and tea. I don't know anything <laughs> about this brand. Tell me. Um, I guess they're famous for, they're like one of the oldest tea houses in, in England. They supply the queen's tea, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So it's delicious tea. It's delicious biscuits. It's, I think a lot of European stuff too. Like, I, I don't know why it just tastes better to me. Like in terms of, um, like shortbreads, you'll never find a better shortbread than like a real like Scottish shortbread. You they know? probably just don't put bullshit in it. Yeah, so there's America's like, I always like, you know what? If we put five percent like wood dust in here, we could make a better profit. No one's gonna notice. Yeah, and then put more sugar in it. And you look, and it doesn't expire for like six years. Yeah, <laughs> it's like why? Why do I need a box of cookies to not expire for half a decade? Like, right? They should be so delicious that they're gone in a week. Yeah, and if you look at these things, they are best enjoyed by like six months from now. You know, so it's like, or, or shorter in a, in a lot of cases. So it's like, I don't know. Um, you know, we just love this stuff, but also like every year we usually go in January or February and go to London and Paris and one other place. And it's Tam, my mom and Tammy's sister. And the four of us go and have like an awesome 10 days or, or so, um, yep. 10 days, two weeks, whatever. And we usually dedicate about, I'd say, half of a checked bag to tea. My okay. mom buys, like, my dad's annual allotment of tea. Got it. His stash. <laughs> Loves the Fortnum & Mason Earl Grey and Irish breakfast and English breakfast. Cool. And for whatever reason and my mom makes like various teas my dad drinks them sometimes as milk teas sometimes just as teas but he's like a tea drinker he's not a coffee guy although he'll have coffee too so i should say okay. that. anyways so every year we load up on tea but because we have limited suitcase space we can't buy all the biscuits and sweets and right. random like large packaging because of delicate cookies you know when i say biscuits it's cookies because we're talking in Right. British but um so when we saw this 
flat rate shipping for it didn't matter how much you got. Yep. You're like, hold on. We're going to buy this store. We kind of went nuts. That's fun, though. And you figure you're saving money. You didn't buy a plane ticket. You didn't buy any hotels. And mom got her annual supply of tea again. Well, and it's just, it's like, a, it's a mental health thing too. If you're so used to traveling and you can't, then it's like, at least there's something where you go like, oh, I got this thing and I can look forward to receiving it. And do they do like jams and like curds and stuff too? Like I'm picturing yep, lemon we got like a We got a jar. big jar of lemon curd. We got we go. a jar of passion fruit curd also. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a couple cold brew infusions. Like they're like, um, herbal teas, herbal infusions that you Ooh. just like throw a satchel in your ice water. Oh my God. Cool. So good. I had the apple um, blackberry last night yeah. and it's like, I, I probably drank like four tumblers of water just cause it <laughs> just tasted so good. Yep. Yep. I have problems, but again, these are like the things that because we're like, okay, well we have to have the tea and then, okay, let's get, um, a, a tin of these like lemon biscuits and we mm-hmm. know we're going to eat these before we leave the country. So right. we're not going to have to carry them, you know? So like, it's like that kind of thing where we'll allow ourselves like one, maybe two like little treats that we'll have on a train ride or in the afternoon someday when we're just walking around town, you know, whatever. Right. But we never get to like pick all the things that we want because yeah. cookies take up way too much space. I love it. Anyway, love so it. that's been the exciting arrival this week. All right. Maybe you'll just do that forever now. Like even when you travel there, you'll just be like, fuck it. I'll just order flat rate shipping. And then we'll, you can we'll see because they, they only had flat rate shipping for like two weeks. It was like a special. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So And I bet that they did it because business is down because of the lack of travelers. I mean, when you go into their store, it's like... I don't know, a solid 85% tourists. Okay. So I'm sure business is down. I mean, they're they're not going anywhere. They've been there for over 100 years. You know, like it's... Right. But yeah, still. Hopefully. Hopefully they'll survive. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, What Central Park? Oh, my God. Central Park. It's a cartoon musical. Um on tv on apple tv okay. apple plus i don't no, know no, we don't have that one. Oh. We don't have that one so it's the it's the creators of bob's burger so it's drawn in that style but it's a musical okay and it's about the park the park manager of central park in new york and his family so it's leslie odom jr um, love him love him um, his wife, the mom, is Catherine Hahn. Love her. Okay. The uh-huh. son is Titus Burgess. The daughter is Kristen Bell. Um, wow. The cranky old lady that, like, owns, like, it's basically the Plaza Hotel, like, the position of it and everything, but it's a made-up hotel. Um, and she's the heiress, and she wants to buy Central Park. She's like, it's just a big, dirty thing that dirty people go to enjoy like mm. there's no reason it's there you know she wants to buy it and develop it and build like a gap and a tgi fridays and like oh, no. totally commercialize it she's like you know kind of the villain yep. but um this cranky old heiress is voiced by stanley tucci nice. um, <laughs> and his assistant 
or her assistant who is this older woman also just like who hates her but is like whatever because i've done this job for so long she's gonna take care of me like hoping beyond hope you know got it yeah Um, i'm gonna get part of the inheritance yeah she's voiced by david diggs (laughs) so it's like an insane cast and oh the kind of narrator that kind of takes you through the episodes is a busker in central park and he's voiced by josh gad so it's like all these voices the music is like very hamilton-esque like tells a story but pulls you in and has like catchy beats and catchy you know all this stuff and it's i've already finished it and i was sad because i didn't realize the last episode was the last episode when i was watching it yeah hate that's that. the worst Me too. <sighs> it's the worst yeah it's like but this is the way. show i don't know if you um remember last summer Kristen bell like um had released a thing saying that you know it's you know part of as part of her learning and understanding her own white privilege and all this stuff because it's a mixed race character um yeah. the dad's black the mom's white and um and she's the daughter and she's like you know this role should be you know not by by taking this role i'm like you know taking a spot that should be for someone who is of mixed race or black or yeah Yeah. just like not white and um so i was kind of sad but like totally i was like oh yeah i remember that but um you know who took over the role is because i'm like watching it so much later um who took over the role is the girl um from did you watch the umbrella academy no i didn't i know what you're talking about but i didn't i know see i I didn't think you did because you don't like these things (laughs) no i don't it's like these fighty sci-fi superhero kind of travel superhero things but she's in that okay so um yeah so i i've never heard her um in a musical part but it's pretty it's pretty sweet like the the cast is just stellar and the writing's quick and the stories are engaging and and it's in new york and i love new york and i love central park and it's just a good time it sounds yeah good time is is something that we need to watch right now at least i do and then i go around singing narrating my day it's oscar season quote unquote for movies but like part of what Oscar makes Oscar movies, Oscar movies is usually that they're really depressing. So dramatic. Or just heavy, you know, heavy. Mm-hmm. And so we keep trying to watch movies that are quote unquote Oscar contenders. And I, and we just were like, can't do it. Can't do it. I just think it's just the nature of where we're at in, yeah. in the world that it's just, I don't know. It's just not time for me to watch that stuff right now. That's okay. That's okay. I agree. I agree. But I'm going to finish the Pete Davidson Staten Island one. Have you ever had a mammogram? <laughs> um, How'd no. You like to- <laughs> nice, <Okay>. uh, <laughs> nice segue. Um, or lack thereof. Tam had her first mammogram this past year. Okay. Okay. Mm, maybe... Um- not this past year. No, 2019. End of 2019, she had her first yeah. one. And it was scary because they said, hey, we need to get a different kind of scan. Oh, so no. We need, to, we need to get an ultrasound and check something out. So that was a scary, like, week and a half in between the two. 
But then it ended up being nothing. It ended up being she has dense breast tissue in one yeah. something breast. or other, and it's totally okay. fine, and it wasn't anything, but they needed to make sure. Yeah. I and just the scary part is they don't tell you because they can't, just in case right. there is something. Right. But um, yeah, they have that was because... Yeah, and that was because she turned 40 that year. Yeah, that's why I started. To, so. That's why I started getting them is once I turned 40 because my mom had breast cancer at 51 but i'm convinced that she was taking a hormone replacement and then she took it and then she developed the lump and then that particular medication i believe was actually ended up getting taken off the market because it was creating breast lumps oh shit so that's my theory that's like a pretty direct correlation yeah it's very direct it was like kind of like a happened and then B happened and no one else in our family has had breast cancer. Oh, that, at least on my mom's side, like, I don't know about my dad's side, but it's like a very genetic thing. So it's, it is. Yeah. So anyways, there, yeah, there's just not a whole lot of cancer on my, in my family. There's just depression and anxiety and addiction. Well, and you can't have, can't have it all. <laughs> we live forever. And we're very miserable. <laughs> we're um, miserable, but we will live for a long time. Exactly. So um, yeah. A, f- a friend of ours who actually lives in England right now is going through um, treatment and all this stuff. And it's kind of crazy. Like she's, she's my age, you know, so. Yeah. And self-exams are important too because she found it before she ever had to have a mammogram oh that's great that's really great that she found it um yeah and i do that too so yeah it's just sort of for peace of mind and it's one of the nice things that even with crappy insurance like it that'll get covered which is nice um but so did you did you have it already or did you yeah i i just had my third one and what's so weird is i don't know why it's like this but it seems like with mammograms it's always like you call in october and they're like okay we'll see you in february and you're like what like with any other kind of doctor so i don't know if it's just like there's just so many boobs per square mile of living space (laughs) every boob needs to get squashed at a certain point or it could be just that i'm in the desert because i haven't didn't start getting mammograms so i moved out here and there's just a lot of old boobs out here that need to get squished (laughs) so yeah, so this, so it's sort of like you just pick the date, whatever they tell you, you're like, okay, I'll be there. Cause otherwise it's like, oh, that doesn't work. And so for me, I was like, ooh, that's gonna be close to my cycle. And so I was like already tender. And so it wasn't oh, so God. much the during, it wasn't so much that the, that the during was that much worse. And it's not for all those people who haven't had them, don't worry. It's not a big deal. It's not like it like brings tears to your eyes or you feel like you have to hold your breath. It's uncomfortable, but mildly. I, it's Tam not a said deal. it was super uncomfortable. But okay. I also know like ha- from having person. talked to certain friends before that if you have like small boobs, it's that it's more Harder. uncomfortable because there's less sense. for them to like pull Grab. and make into yes. a pancake. And I have very nice, very saggy, very pancake. They're already very pancake-like. Thanks to four <laughs> years of breastfeeding. So they can just, one You're can like, be in the other room. The other one's still here with me. Everybody's like, I'm just going to lay this up here. Just <laughs> go ahead and scan it. <laughs> so, yeah. So maybe that's what it is for me um, personally. But the 
but I'm so sore. Like the after, I'm so sore. Oh. I think because of my cycle. Like they are better today, but yesterday I was like, I couldn't even have anything touching them. They just felt like a giant bruise. Oh my god, maybe we're synced yeah. up. I like put on a real bra today, and I was like, ew. Yeah, not no. not okay. Yeah, I'm supposed to start like any day, any day now. My tracker told me in the next three days. Yeah, we are totally synced, sunk. And I'm like a 28 day on the nose. I am too. How have That's we not crazy. talked about? Have we talked about? I don't know. This? I don't know. And there was something else that we didn't talk about before, and we just discovered. But I forget what it was. But there was something else too. But I, same. I, I also yeah. just have to say I can't help but think of when we're talking about this right now. Think of. Um, Gene was his husband last time we were talking about sports bras. He was listening and texts me. He's like, man, the segment on sports bras. I'm really glad you guys did it. So relatable. <laughs> You're welcome, Gene. No problem. Oh, and we do. We have a new listener, my sister, Courtney. So Courtney. Hi, Courtney. Yep. She fell asleep to us the other night. Aww. I know. I got a little text. She's like, what's your what's the link to your podcast? Will you send it to me? And I did. And then she's like, I fell asleep to it. Oh, I wonder if it's just nice to like, like when it's somebody that you know so well to like, just kind of hear their Their voice, voice. you know, if you don't, you know, talk every day and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that might've had something to do with it. So. Oh, well, hi Courtney. Thanks for listening. Um, should we go into the show? best leftovers ever it's starting to grow on me i have some thoughts okay first of all okay maybe i'll just say when we get there no i might forget so you know on the second round when she brings out like quote unquote her fridge and there's always some like random thing it's filled with yes first time was shrimp second time was like foiled swans yep this time it was pudding this time it was pudding and there was butterscotch pudding and chocolate pudding and mm-hmm. I fucking love pudding cups. Oh, like the specific, the really shitty ones. and The, the shitty peel them back plastic lid. Yep. Yep. Like J-E-L-L-O pudding yep. cups. Yep. You just love how they taste. I don't like pudding. I don't like pudding. I don't like a custard. Like I can take a custard every once in a while, but like like donuts like do not give me a custard donut give me a cream donut so i'm not like a pudding person huh i know what about like an eclair nope so what if it's like so if it's a thing say a cream puff you would prefer to have it filled with like a whipped cream over a bavarian cream Bavarian cream, I feel like, doesn't that sort of ride the line between pudding and cream? Yeah, but I think of like custardy cream things as just like denser. Yeah. But they're all along kind of the same flavor profile, like somewhere between vanilla and chocolate, butterscotch, caramel. I want the shitty cream filled stuff like in that American bakeries put in, which is probably just like shortening and like powdered sugar <laughs> like shortening whipped cream like the the kind that you used to put on cakes at the grocery store no but i feel like that's different than what's filled in a donut like what's the cream in a donut like not a custard but a cream what is i feel that? like that's like a isn't that like a bavarian cream oh no it's like lighter than a custard 
Definitely way lighter. So you don't like like no, I don't want like a Boston. Like... I don't want a Boston cream pie. What about a creme brulee? It's okay. I mean, and by the way, I will eat all of these things. It's not that I won't. eat Oh them. no, of course I didn't it's question that. Not a, but it's just not a preference. Yeah, I'm, I'm never going to see flan on the menu and go, "Well, there you go." Got I'm going to want bread pudding, or I'm going to want. Um, yeah, and I guess I prefer a whip and whipped cream over. Uh, but now I'm really curious. I want to like, and I want to taste Bavarian cream and be like, "That's it," because it that might be what I'm thinking of that like fills a donut that's not a custard it's a cream Bavarian cream is like what I think of in like a homemade Boston cream pie which I think of as a cake oh like that layer to me that's like a pudding layer I guess it could be thicker it does hold its shape a little more have you ever had a a filled cream horn is that like a lobster tail I don't know I don't know. It looks like a horn. It's like a pastry. And they put powdered sugar on top and it's filled with this white cream, sugary cream. But it's not whipped cream. But it's not whipped cream? No, because that would just be too wet. Like these are things that like would sit in like the bakery case at at Meyer, which is like Meyer's like the chain grocery store. Like this is before okay. Target existed. Where there was like a bakery, but you could also buy clothes, but there was like a full grocery store with like a full bakery. What is this magical place you're speaking of? <laughs> I don't know it. Um, it I just imagine I just imagine if Target had like a full-on bakery. In it. it was kind of like Kmart, but with a grocery store. It's like a like a super target or a yeah, super walmart or like, or like or like yeah like how walmart is now but yeah this is in the 80s bro yeah meyer huh yeah we lived at meyer so i'm thinking of there's this pastry called the santa rosa in um amalfi and it's their specialty and it's this bajillion layered the outside is crispy as fuck it's like a little kind of a lobster tail shape like a like a horn shape and it's yep. filled with the stuff and then topped with like an amaretti cherry okay on the outside but the inside's just this cream that's amazing yeah. and it's got powdered sugar and yeah i mean i'm what you're describing to... is very fancy mine is i'm sure the white trash version of that <laughs> Or something close to it. I feel but like yeah. we need to. Um, I need to do I like a do taste like image search. Yes, and we need to do a tasting. Yeah. Now I can't think of what that. You know, um, is there a cake boss near you? A cake boss. You know, like, <laughs> um, Buddy Velastro's Bakery. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like it's a chain of bakeries, right? Yeah. Um, no, no, okay, because they sell one. lobsters, which are very much that. It's like the Italian. No, I would say like the only place out here. Well, there's a there's some like French pastry place, but I don't know if it's legit or not. I've never been inside. And then Sherman's Deli, they actually have a pretty good bakery. I feel um, like delis have a lot of these random, because they're all you know European based. Yeah. Right. 
So, okay, well, well, we just stumbled upon a mystery. Um, I if really want to be like... Because it's also, it's the same cream that fills like a long john. Do you know what a long john is? <laughs> All I'm thinking is pajama pants. Um, okay. like Like the bar donut? Yeah, like it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, but it's a skinny like rectangle. So it's like way longer than it is wide. And, or like they were called maple bars. Like, oh yeah, maple bars. And they're filled with cream. That's the cream I'm talking about. And that same cream was also in a cream horn. Okay. So at Dunkin', I used to totally binge and get boxes of the munchkins. They're like version Uh of the of the donut, donut hole. hole yeah and and they have one they call the bavarian cream and it's a powdered sugar donut hole that is a risen dough not a cake uh-huh. dough and uh-huh. it's filled with this cream oh hell yeah one that bite man so that sounds so good i'm i just started drooling extra i haven't mm-hmm. had one in probably mm-hmm. 10 years i've yeah donuts are definitely- about their- Existence. red light food for me donuts and pizza and cake those are the three. Oh yep. man donuts and yep. pizza and cake mm-hmm. um, my niece had to write a paper on um pie or cake which one was better and why <gasps> the big question oh no. what did she say she what? said pie because she's not a cake girl so it was a very no, easy thing for her that's not the right answer that's what i said i was like what and then she specified that this did not, um, she's like, well, I don't think it includes um, hand pies and savory pies and things like Pop-Tarts and that kind of thing. Because that's a whole other, because I'm like, is everything in a in a crust a pie then? Because uh-huh. what about quiche? What about, you know, like every tart known to ban? And right. then if we're talking cakes, are you just talking like a layer cake or are you talking like quick breads? and right pancakes and you know do all these things count donuts like cake donuts bro why do i keep saying bro it's really obnoxious stop saying that you've never done it before today i know i was gonna let it go but i know i'm i just reprimanded myself if american politics have taught me anything it's never to just let it go (laughs) that's right and you're part of the problem part of the problem do not just overlook and move on um yeah stop it bro you know what's worse than bro bro what (laughs) um so so she said pie over cake are you're definitely a cake over pie right? i'm definitely a cake over pie and she's like well think about it like ice cream is so much better with pie i'm like except it's amazing with cake Really good with cake. What is wrong with you, child? But like it also pie, makes sense. Like yeah. how much of it is nurture versus nature? Because her mother is not a cake person. There you go. She will take a pie, a tart, and anything but a cake right. over a cake. And even when well, the cake of- is amazing, she'll yeah. have a few bites, acknowledge that it's a very good cake, and like and not even finish the slice. Well, you have, a, you have all those weird non-frosting people too. And I could see the non-frosting people saying that they prefer pie over cake because they're associating cake with a bunch yeah. of frosting. But, you know. Or they're like, I'm not oh, friends with those people either. A cake is dry. And I'm like, it's because you fucking scraped the frosting off. Right. Or like the cake is fucked was up. meant to be like eaten all together. Or maybe you're, 
wanting it to be something it's not or maybe it wasn't a great cake but either way like it doesn't mean all cake is bad and she also said ice cream cake wasn't cake i'm like it's cake and ice cream frozen together it's a cake yep (sighs) yeah it's not ice cream yeah so she alternative that that it's ice cream no she says that i'm the only person that would take these things like to way too far overthink them and have like an existential crisis over them just like the picking carbs game i i like still brought it up like a week later i was like oh i know i can't rank them this is bullshit i fully did it with evan i fully did it with ian i fully did it with paul what'd they say so paul was a good asian and rice was number one (laughs) oh good little asian (laughs) i know well, he's um, Korean. Like his his mom, like cooks Korean at home and yes, stuff, right? Yes. Okay, so yes. that's like an everyday eating in his house. Yep, yep. So he was he was rice and then noodle. Those were his his big two, and then the potato and the bread. He couldn't really decide. He was flip flopping, but also he's he's the type of personality that he's like, why are you asking me that? You know what I mean? Okay. Like he didn't he didn't quite get it. He's like, but I'm gonna always eat all those things, and I'll just it'll just you know. I'm like, but it's just it's just the fun of the. And he's like, but it's not fun for me. So why are we having this conversation? I'm like, he's like, okay. I'm gonna go. Right, right. <laughs> and then Ian. Oh shit! What was Ian's? Ian's was the same as mine, except his pasta was number one for him. Pasta and then bread, and okay. then potatoes, and then rice, and then Evan was exactly me. Bread, pasta, those rice. Interesting. And then did you bring it up with them? It's rice only in grains of rice form? Or did that include like pho, like rice noodles and like rice cakes and rice wraps? I've decided it was just the grains of rice. I decided not to get into the noodle category. Because the other thing, I just feel like that's a slippery slope because you could also say, but if I'm going to keep noodles and get rid of rice, I can always get a noodle that it feels similar to the rice noodle, just made of something different. You know what I'm saying? I guess in my mind, I'd be like, well, I could find a substitute like that, wouldn't noodle, totally, that wouldn't totally bum noodle. me out. Okay. Yeah. Or like a, like for a turkey like, or something. Right. Or like the glass noodles, the glass noodles that are made mm-hmm. out of like sweet potato starch. Yeah. Those to me, like those are really satisfying and good. And so if I was like, if I can have a glass noodle and I can, I would be okay. But see, those to me, I love them so different from like they're very a different. rice noodle. Yep. Like I would never be able to eat pho if I couldn't have rice noodles. I would be like, well, that's a nice pho broth, but there's no pho in it. So yeah. Fuck that. See what I did I there? Still, I would still rather have like lasagna. I'm trying to yeah. think of my favorite way to eat a noodle. And I think lasagna is up there. I think just a big old plate of pasta bolognese i i'm Mm -hmm. like it's really hard to go wrong with like Mm -hmm. a slow cooked like hours into it bolognese there is a place on wilshire in west la i'm gonna forget the name of it so it's in a really it's on wilshire it's on the left hand side if you're going east it's in a shitty strip mall it's on the second floor it's like independently owned do you have any idea what i'm talking about i need a cross street Okay, it's like, I think it's like east of Barrington, but it's west of Sepulveda. Oh. There's like a strip mall with like, it's like, I think there's like a hot yoga place there. It's two floors. It's one of the ones that's really hard to park. Like there's underground parking. Like before the Cabo Cantina? 
You know they've like redone those two yeah. signals. Well, there you go. It's probably not even there. Anyways, there was this little Italian restaurant that was like owned by real Italians because they would like shut down every summer because they were in Italy for like six weeks. Oh, and, I love that. and they would just like bring all these beautiful ingredients back. And like they had the best wine I've ever tasted there. And they had this truffle ravioli. Ooh. Oh my God. And then with this bread and whatever the bread was, it tasted so amazing. And one time I took it home and tried to reheat it and it was terrible. So there's something about like this bread that you have to eat it like within three hours of, <laughs> of when fresh crap. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like they were like, I think they were like baking it. It probably was some version of like a focaccia. And so okay. I would just get this truffle ravioli and then just like eat two baskets of bread and just like sop up all the sauce with the bread. Did you ever go to La Vecchia on Maine? Um, I don't think so. Cause they like, like nonstop bake these tiny loaves all night. And if you sit yeah. there at the bar, like literally Tam and I would get like a salad and Amatriciana to split and we Just would eat, eat like three loaves of bread. <laughs> yeah. 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 This, maybe it was similar. Um, and one time when we went there, um, Angela Lansbury was there <gasps> and she had a lamb shank. <laughs> I was like, I have to know. It's what a little eating. weird that you know what she ate. I will never forget. I would not have guessed lamb shank. I literally like walked by the table twice because I was like, I need to see exactly what she's eating. Oh, she's having a lamb shank. Or maybe it was a veal shank. It could have been a veal shank. Um, it was I a shank. Like, I feel like veal shank is more Italian. You're right. That could be wrong. Like an osso You're, right. You're right. Yeah. I'm fucking it up. It wasn't lamb. It was veal. I mean, it could have been lamb. And she was beautiful and she was sitting with a bunch of people that you could tell adored her. It looked like maybe it was like a, a team, like a part of her team or something it was like all men. Like people that worked for her, but loved her. Yeah. Yeah. Or like maybe like a manager or like someone that. An agent. Yeah. Didn't seem like family. We didn't really start talking about the episode. Oh my gosh. Let's do it. It was me so, and my pudding. Sorry. Oh yeah. It all came from the pudding. Tangent. Well, and I was saying that this show is growing on me. So is it growing on you? It kind of is. Cause I want to keep watching. I haven't let myself. Right. I actually don't know. Um, and I've just accepted that the characters are the way they are. And they have these, you know, take out reheat tips. And Rosemary, I believe, is being told to be salty because she didn't seem so bad mood about it, but was still like, yes, no, nope. you know, I truly believe we're watching them in the order that they were taped. It does and seem I, like it. I feel like I can literally hear the producer's notes. So they're like, OK, Rosemary need to pull it back last week you know we i know we, we told you to be a little salty that was too salty it came off mean right it came off mean you seemed angry at them we don't want you to be angry at the contestants so yeah let's just so get some like, sass let's get some yeah. snark in there yeah so this week, you're still she seemed, nice she seemed much more balanced and and um, she seemed yeah. to like just be very willing to laugh at herself and others but yes that that was um i was like oh i like this rosemary yeah i agree and and then no mistake i don't love i still don't love the show but Same. um i'm no longer like oh god like it's not making me cringe as much well i mean two episodes ago i was like i don't know how long we can watch this but now I i'm know. like let's keep watching it <laughs> i know i agree i'm excited to see what happens next Okay, so this episode, date night leftovers to home run breakfast. Now, this seems easy to me. Okay, but 
so it let's talk about the items filet yeah, mignon yeah. asparagus with hollandaise mashed sweet potatoes chocolate covered strawberries Right. And then let's talk. So here's one of the reasons now, and I haven't done the thing that I normally do where I think about what I would do if I was going to do this challenge. So I'd like to explore that with, if we can, um, why did thing, you say this seems easy just cause breakfast, because is easy. breakfast, because breakfast, I feel like you can get away with like, Oh, there's a little bit of sweet. Like I'm going to do, I'm going to do like a breakfast bacon and a meat or not bacon and a meat eggs and a meat, but then I can also have something sweet on the plate and it doesn't seem like it's least. Yeah. And I feel like when it's breakfast, you can get away with brunchy things too, which opens up a whole world. You're exactly right. I didn't think about that. So, but I'm already tripped up because I'm like the filet mignon breakfast filet mignon. And yeah, my mind sort of the only thing that comes immediately is a hash, but that is a cop-out. So yeah, I agree. A hash is kind of a cop-out unless it's like so perfectly executed and somehow transforms the flavors of the things you're doing. Yeah. Um, then yeah, a hash is like the the breakfast version of a taco, right? It's like going to be delicious. It's, right. it's like most likely to be the thing that I would do at home, but it's not really competition worthy. I don't know. Okay, I just thought of something. What about a breakfast burrito? And then and then what you do for creativity points. So everything is pretty like on the mashed sweet potatoes, that's a little tricky how you would make that work. But it would be kind of fun to take the chocolate covered strawberries, wash off the chocolate, and then just chop the strawberries and make some kind of like a strawberry um, salsa. Oh, okay. So don't cook them. Don't cook them. So what's his name? Andrew made like, it it looked like the chocolate was thick enough that it just like chunked off and he made like a compote for his French toast, which was, I thought, smart. Yeah, that's smart. Um, Yeah, that sounds delicious. I love fruit in salsas. Yeah. Uh, But how would you do the mashed sweet potato in a breakfast burrito? Add it to some beans. (laughs) that in there like "Mm, these beans taste a little sweet maybe they could be like like smoke make them into black bean with some mashed sweet potato i was thinking with the mashed sweet potato maybe you can like add enough stuff to it to make it like the the saucy component and not have it act as a potato component oh yep um well let me tell you what what i was gonna suggest yep what i was gonna do i'm not a fan personally of filet mignon i think it's a very yeah it's super tender i don't think it has flavor i'd rather chew the fuck out of something and get incredible flavor out of it bones all day bones and fat and gristle yeah they're my friends like you give me a filet in new york i'm like why why are we that's the way i can always share a porterhouse with someone that like loves filet because i'm like that's cool you have that side i'll have the new york side yep and dibs on the bone um, I'm not above like, I'll gnaw on the bone and then you gnaw on the bone or vice versa. <laughs> yeah, that's totally fine. <laughs> um, so I had thought like, okay, the hollandaise. So if you made date night food, then you already made a hollandaise. Just add to it. You can do a blender hollandaise 
and then make the uh, mashed sweet potatoes like maybe Mm -hmm. fortify them with some shredded real potatoes okay make it into like a crispy patty almost the the bread element of like a benedict style thing i love where you're going i would do thin 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 slices of the filet like not even unless it's like ice cold i wouldn't even heat that shit up just like literally like david was saying the heat of the pan or the heat of the whatever i would just like slice it on a bias super thin and put a perfect egg over it Everybody yeah, had problems with their eggs. They, everybody tried to get too fancy. And that's one of the things that I thought, but that's not what they're asking for this challenge. That's the next round. This round is just saying, give me a good ass breakfast. And I'm like, they should have just done their, whatever egg they are most confident in. Do that. Well, what about freaking Andrew? He's never deep fried anything, never poached an egg. And he, you're going to try to do things for the first Whoa. time, like techniques, techniques for the first time. I know. So brave. Very brave. I liked Andrew. He was my favorite. Big gay Andrew. But I liked all of them. I didn't. There was nobody on this one I that I actively disliked. I liked them too. But at first I rolled my eyes at Nate because one of the pictures for his profile when they were talking about him was like him and his script. He's like a resident. Right. At somewhere. Harvard. Oh, Jesus. And he had. He, it was like scrubs, his white lab coat and him with his stethoscope around his neck looking out a window. And I'm like, oh my god, oh, that's the right. picture. Yeah, like who are you, dude? Stop. But what a beautiful food that didn't taste very good. So I was like, oh, you're not gonna win. Yeah, he was really into the plating. Yeah, which he his plates were beautiful. His plate actually his um plate that had the the asparagus and the the oh was it the first one? Oh, the coddled egg. He had yeah, the coddled isn't egg. Isn't that like on the preview? It's like on the little thumbnail preview. Oh, it's yeah, like I think plate. you're right. Yeah. One of his. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, yeah. Breakfast is breakfast. I feel like breakfast is probably the easiest meal to, to replicate. I agree. Right. And Nate and Andrew both did like sort of a sweet potato fried fritter. But um, Nate only used two things. I think that's the least amount of leftovers I've seen. Me, it was like I well that I in that moment I was like I don't think I like you because that was that was a bitch move. Plus, like unless those things are so perfect and flavorful, and like really highlighted and transform those ingredients, I'm like that should be an automatic like you're DQ. not at the same level. Yeah, yeah, and he didn't even do his eggs right. Yeah. Which weren't even an item. Right. The eggs, he put, he just put some asparagus. He, he just chopped yeah. up the asparagus and put it in the coddled egg. I think he put the hollandaise in too. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, but he totally right. should have added some more things to it. He didn't do the steak and he didn't do the strawberries. Yeah. Which, come on, like you said, the strawberries is like so easy. Yeah. Use them as a fruit if nothing else. Come on. Right, right. Um, Jana's biscuits i wanted to eat them she used like the mashed sweet potatoes and made like a cheesy biscuit like a american biscuit they looked tough to me they did look tough but conceptually like flavor wise yes i I wanted to do that i like the concept but i was like you are fucking with those biscuits way too much she kept touching them and patting them down like stop you want to barely touch a biscuit she worked them way too much and you could tell when they broke it apart it was more bready than yeah than biscuity biscuity 
but she took the hash route also yes um so that kind of made me go okay well you're cooking probably the best tasting thing but the easiest thing too and then what about so her egg she tried to poach an egg it completely failed okay and so then, i rewatched that part did oh you see God. her dump in vinegar yes. yes i think that's why her egg okay. couldn't coagulate I've never poached an egg. It's like you're just supposed to have a little bit of vinegar, right? But like not a lot. Literally, if I use vinegar, a splash. Otherwise, you can taste okay. it. Okay. Ew. So so that egg was wrong in so many ways. But what about the moment? So it, it's not cooked. She knows this. To Don't me, put it on. I know. Well, I also, I saw her get out a pan and I was like, I know what she's going to do. She's going to fry an egg. But then she didn't. But then she didn't do it. And then she takes it out of the ice bath and dumps it on her hash. And there's literally chunks of ice and water Water. floating around. Oh, my God. She killed her hash in that moment. She like, there was like the nail in the coffin. I was like, I think that was was the biggest fuck up we've seen on this show thus far, I think. And I I mean, maybe that's nerves. Maybe it's. I'm sure it's all the things. Yeah, like I there said, there were so many things, and and the thing is, the egg wasn't even part of the thing. Like you could have right. just left it off. Right, you're exactly right. Fry um, an egg. Fried eggs are amazing with hash. Why did she have to go? Right. Like, if you're not really confident in poaching eggs, I poach eggs all the time. I actually cook my egg in the um, pot that I'm cooking my ramen in because then it pulls those flavors. You don't need to season it, and it mm. cooks in approximately the same amount of time, four minutes. So it's. And you just literally crack the egg into the, and it just. You crack the just, egg in. If I'm cooking, if I'm poaching an egg just by itself, like not into a pot of soup or noodles or anything like that, yeah. if it's just water, yeah. what I do is like create a little vortex with a spoon. Okay. And then when you're, it like it's sounds, really it sounds backwards because you would think that if you created a vortex, it would fling the white outward. Yeah. But for whatever reason, it pushes it all inward. Okay. So you create the vortex, and then while it's vortexing, you drop in the egg? Yeah, I crack my and then egg. Do you, and then do you keep swirling, or you stop? No, I stop. Because all you need okay. is that initial to, like, let it pull together, and then it's, like, starts becoming solid enough. You know what I mean? Maybe this is this is a good making challenge. I'm going to try to make a poached egg. Okay. Because I've never done it. And what's okay. the harm? And then how long is it supposed to take? And is the water boiling? It's supposed to be boiling the whole time? I bring it up to a boil and turn it down. Because so if it's it too to violent, a... like before the egg goes in, I bring it up to yeah. a boil so it's like hot. Got it. And then it's like simmering. I turn it down because if it's boiling okay. too vigorously, your egg is just going to bounce around oh, and it's going to shoot white pizza, pipe pieces right. everywhere. Right, right, right. Okay. I'm going to do it. And then the the like what i was taught was like a teaspoon of vinegar like white distilled whatever vinegar you have but the point is to not taste the vinegar but i found that the vortex does the trick too which is a trick that actually a chef instructor taught me in school that was not um a thing because she saw me struggling and she was like try this and so i've done it ever since and it works even better if you pre-crack your egg into a bowl so then you can just like gently drop it in but um you know that's an extra bowl to wash so i just crack my egg into the <laughs> you season the water like you season pasta water like nope. do you salt it and okay i season my egg when it comes out okay. if i'm just cooking it in water otherwise it's in ramen or whatever and it tastes like whatever you cooked it in. okay 
Yeah, Evan's a big, like, he doesn't want me to season his eggs while while they're cooking. He wants to only season them afterwards, whereas I season while I'm cooking my eggs. Um, so that was the one thing I'll say about learning egg cookery in cooking school. That's the one thing that you never season in a restaurant. Why? I don't know. People are weird about their eggs. Like, if you're making fried eggs or a sunny egg or a sunny up egg or over easy or any of the things scrambled or otherwise fried poached you don't season it the only seasoning you do is if it's an omelet okay and they're like that's why you have salt and pepper at the table people like their eggs like some people don't like it seasoned at all some people want it really peppery some people whatever but I want like, everything I eat to be seasoned. Me too. So I like. Exception is like took a fruit, but even with that, I'm like, well, I love some salt on my watermelon. It's delicious. Ooh, or tahini. That's my jam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. can't wait for summer. I can. Aww. Speaking of that, winter's winter's already over here. I don't know what it's weather's like where you are, but it seems like in the desert, winter is between December and the middle of January and it's like okay what that do you was mean? Fun. it's like warm already yeah it's not hot but like it's not like now the highs are in the like it's like 81 or 79 whereas in this like, there's this little tiny six-week window where it's like the high is like 63 where it actually feels like legit cold but then you guys get cold at night we get cold at night which I actually like I like like missing seasons it's easier for me to live here than it was LA which just felt the same all the time like here like around the holidays it's really fun when it's like oh my gosh it's going down into like the 40s at night yeah like the sun goes down and it starts dropping right exactly but this year it's been that's been dampened because I've been teaching spin in the dark and the freezing cold Oh Jesus so I'm all actually kinds of wrong that it's getting warmer but normally i'm like stay 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 because it makes me sleep so good i love to sleep like in a cold room you sleep so, better it's science you sleep better under covers in a cold room mm-hmm. that's my favorite feeling like i want my face to actually feel a little bit cold and i'm just like, in, under my covers just oh, cozy i think today it's a high of 63 62 something like that okay yeah, yeah. here it's like it's been in the 60s it's been um not raining it's been wonderful and i love this is like my favorite weather because the sun's out if i'm like walking the girls like literally if i'm on a sunny side of the street you're like cool with the t-shirt otherwise like thin long sleeve tee or like thin sweatshirt yep and i'm i'm good all day and even like at night when i walk them at night it's like maybe 55 yeah but that's like the thing you're talking about where I think also because I'm so close to the beach so like the humidity keeps the temperature more level yep more moderate yeah yep exactly all right tangent done oh yeah round two round two (laughs) take out take down make it fancy yes and this time it was Italian takeout which to me is just so much easier than what they had last week what was last week? Last week was Greek. Oh, yeah. And the damn fries. They didn't have fries this time. They had pasta. Which? Which I guess, you know, that could be its own sort of 
challenge. Take it or leave it. It's its own thing. Um, so yeah. it was chicken parm and spaghetti, veal marsala and spaghetti or and some pasta. It was like penne or something, I think. Yeah. Um, and then she That's had Oso Boko. Jana had the Oso Boko. Yeah. Which actually looked tasty. It did look tasty. When she was cutting it, I was like, that looks yummy. I know. I'm like, that just came right off that. That yeah. she just was cooked until yeah. it was like perfect. Yeah. That looked really well done. Um, do you like Toddigs? I haven't had it in a really long time, but yes, I do. Me too. I like the crunchy part. But I didn't understand his concept. I was like, I don't, like, I see I you adding flavors. To I think he needed to rinse off the noodles before. That's exactly what I was going to say. He needed to rinse. He needed to get rid of the sauce. Because it was, they said it still tasted like Italian leftovers. And I'm like, yeah, because he basically threw the sauce in. I mean, he he was adding other flavors, but literally they couldn't taste any of it. They saw right. him add it, but then right. he didn't taste it. I'm sure it was a super garlicky, tomatoey, acidy sauce. And so, yeah, that's going to, that's going to yeah. dominate. And I mean, think about like tomato, garlic, oregano, like these are very strong strong and familiar flavors. So Mm -hmm. you're like always going to pick them out and recognize them. But it was pretty. (laughs) He he makes a pretty plate. His green beans, those green beans looked nice. Those were like nice beans. They did. I was happy that um, Andrew used those as well. Yeah, Andrew, I thought, did a really smart thing. He did, like, Thai beef, kind of, with his yep. marsala. Yep, really smart. Really, like, yeah, fresh. Freshen up the, the flavor profile. He also had, had the beans. And then he did the crazy thing with the pasta. Yeah, so he washed off his pasta, then smashed it through a ricer, and then took that and added flour, I think, and maybe some seasoning and made a yeah. dough. Yeah, and then he fried that shit and made a wonton. I mean, it was, I was like, well, you just won right there. I already knew. I mean, creativity-wise, come on. I was like, if if that tastes good, then it was sad that he only made one. Do you think he he could only make one based on how much pasta he had? I didn't really see how much. He didn't have much, but it looked like if he had cut it into like abstract shapes instead of trying to make it a perfect triangle, he could have given them each a piece. Okay, okay. Which yeah. I feel like for how much they've talked about, like, portion and, oh, I didn't even get any. And, like, right. the osobuco, she did a curry with and did it two ways. Like, a curry over rice and then a curry in a samosa. Right. But then, freaking, the samosa, I guess, was so good that, um, what's her name? Jackie? Oh, that's Rosemary, right. Jackie they ate it all. Ate the whole thing. He's like, I didn't even get to taste That was funny. David, that was I actually, didn't get to taste it. That was actually legitimately funny because I was like, that really happened. They didn't cook it up, you know, and they, mm-hmm. they were like, oh no. They, yeah, they just totally spaced and didn't give him any and that was funny. Someone was like, oh, that's good and took another bite. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep, but yeah. and everyone cut themselves. They all cut Oh themselves. my God. At the same <laughs> time. At the same, well, it was like Andrew. What was it? Andrew first. I think Andrew was first. Cuts himself, runs over. He's like, "I need a medic. I need whatever." And then Jana is literally over, like, "I'm bleeding," and then comes over. And then Nate runs over, like, getting in line for the medic because he's yeah. like, "I cut myself too." And they all, so it, you know, it made it fair. They all lost the same amount of time, basically. But how? Well, I was wondering if they stopped time. They didn't say. Oh, they never do. You, well, 
In these competitions, yeah. they never do because the other two people don't get more time. That's you true. usually just lose time if you've that's, cut yourself. That's true. That's why people try to like throw a glove on it and then sometimes the glove fills with blood and right, right. you know. Yeah. Anyway, so he did the the Vietnamese veal. I thought that was really smart. It looked delicious. It looked delicious. Definitely didn't overcook it. Nope. Um could have done another piece of crispy wonton. Right. His plate looked nice. Yeah, yeah, and he took their like seasoning notes in and ran with it and gave mm-hmm. something crazy delicious and um jonna's curry looked really good too what are your thoughts on chickpeas and curries um i'm okay with it you know like i know like do you not like chickpeas generally i don't i don't um necessarily mind them i love hummus it's not a flavor thing it's a texture thing of the chickpea. I think it's a cooked chickpea. And also I will say that I have loved when I've um, had chickpeas that have come dried like a bean and somebody mm-hmm. has reconstituted and then cooked it into a stew or something like that. I'm, I'm totally all here for it. Or like I love this baked carrot, oven baked carrots and chickpeas thing that I make. That's from, a, I want to say it's from Jessica Seinfeld's cookbook. That sounds really good. Oh my god, it's really good. Maybe I'll look it up for next time for um, yeah, that would be great. Challenge. Yeah, I'd totally make that. Yeah, and then you do this like lemon parsley feta um, mm. vinaigrette kind of thing over it. Yes, it's so good. Anyways, it's um, <laughs> I really want. That. I don't even know what I was talking about. Chickpeas. So I like chickpeas like that because then they come out. The outside's crispy, the inside's creamy. But then yeah. sometimes you know it gets like, like I don't know if it's just canned chickpeas like that people throw on salads or thing. I don't know. It has like a almost like a grainy texture. Yeah, like I don't want a salad bar chickpea. Yeah, I think they're so like, gross. Well, because you got the skin thing, and like sometimes it's okay, and sometimes it's not, and yeah, and then the inside sometimes it can be mushy or like mealy almost. Yeah, or sometimes they're under, or sometimes they're undercooked, and then they're like weirdly not crunchy, but like it's like an underdone bean. So yeah, chickpeas definitely need to be. And when you when you work with them from dried, it's a totally different product. Agreed. Than getting them canned. Not that I'm like a canned chickpea snob because i've made plenty of good hummus with my my oven baked chickpeas are cans i've only pretty much ever done hummuses with canned like it's it's not about like shitting on the canned product it's just there's something about it if it's not then prepared a certain way or like cooked till creamy or i don't know i'm just not a fan of chickpeas and curries and i don't know i've always kind of gone away from that i also i think don't like when there's like so many like if it's a vegetarian thing and they're using that yeah. as the protein right i'm yeah, just like there's too right. many of them it's a that's how i feel about peas sometimes too green peas like i'm like i don't oh, mind yeah some peas but it's something about like they're sweet and there's definitely a mushy element there that there has to it it, ha- it has to be a balance in the dish if they just threw a bunch of peas on it then i'm like it's too many peas too many i used to like, and that can happen in a curry sometimes too yeah um with stews or like fried rice i would just throw in either fresh or frozen like mm-hmm. after i'm done cooking and just let the heat of the food kind of yep. bring it up and then they stay bright green and yep. 
kind of pop in your mouth still. Um, I think that's what I do with that and with corn in like if I'm making a veggie yep. soup, it's like the veggie soup's done, everything's cooked, and then I put in those and just let the yep. hot water blanch them basically, but they're still they still have a crispness, a crisp to them, yeah, and still taste like what they are and don't turn gray, right? <laughs> so Andrew won. Yay! Yay. That's what we wanted to win. So he sure. reminded me of Big Gay Al from like old, old, old episodes of South Park. Okay. Um, because he was he was a big happy gay dude who was very much in your face about it. There's nothing better than a big happy gay dude. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that's better than that, and I can't. It, that doesn't exist. That that's the person that you're like. I could I could meet you right now and and instantly know that I could go away for the weekend with you right now and have a great time. Yeah, you know because they're down if you want to like go out and party all night long, or if you're like I just want to watch Netflix and eat ice cream and cry into a pillow. They're and like put on you, face masks and you do that. Yeah, like they're like, yep. Where do moisturize my feet? Yeah. Exactly. What kind of ice cream can I get you? I'm going to Walgreens right now. Um, so Big Gay Al's the one that would sing, I'm super. Thanks for asking. <laughs> uh, Love him. Anyways, yay, Andrew won. Yes. So that I'm was so episode glad. four. So um yeah, let us know if you guys are watching this. Are you watching? Are you enjoying? You know what, too, that I kind of, it crossed my mind, but then I was like, oh, well, they're competing in this having never seen the show before. I know, which I so, which I kind of like. Yeah, and I feel like there's certain things that I start, like, criticizing them for. I'm like, didn't you see the last episode? They said not to, you know, and then I was like, oh, yeah, they don't know. So, of course, no. they're making some of the same mistakes. Right. Like, 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 like not reasoning enough. Yeah. Right. Anyways, um, it's kind of refreshing having it like that. I thought for Scrummy versus Crummy, we could do chocolate-covered strawberries. Um, scrummy or Crummy? Yeah. Uh, I'm, on, I'm, on, on three? Yeah. One, two, two three. Crummy. Crummy. Yay! We can still be friends. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 So here's the thing. It's not that I think all chocolate-covered strawberries are crummy. It's that I think most chocolate-covered strawberries are crummy. It's I'm also really picky it's a, about it. It's a temperature thing. Oh. It, for me, like, I don't, like, to me, cold chocolate, I'm not really going to get the flavor of the chocolate. Well, it's not supposed to be cold. It's supposed to be room temperature. I know, but most people keep them in the refrigerator. So a lot of times when they're served, they're served right out of, because they're worried about the chocolate melting. Or Which weeping. it shouldn't if it's good quality it's and proper. tempered. Right. Right. This but is what I mean by most chocolate yeah. strawberries yeah. are crummy. Yeah. What's, what, what's the best chocolate covered strawberry you ever had? Oh, it was this one at this restaurant. I don't even remember where, but it's like dead of summer and they grew the strawberries mm -hmm. and they had like, the lightest um, drizzle of dark chocolate and the strawberry was like, it wasn't even full. It wasn't like dipped in it. It was like drizzled over it okay. and it was tempered chocolate. So it made like a little armor. 
Yep. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and so the chocolate was crisp, but then like immediately melted because it, it was such a thin layer. Yeah. And then it was all about the strawberry, which was like, perfect. you know, it just tasted like summer because it was like a perfect summer berry. I think that's what it is. It's just both things have to be perfect. The chocolate has to be perfect and the berry has to be perfect. Yeah. And I think too, because a lot of people are like, well, chocolate covered strawberries. Well, you just can use whatever strawberry is going to be dipped in chocolate. And like, not the case. If the strawberry no. isn't delicious, it's Which most not. American strawberries aren't. They don't like, taste like anything. They No, they're just big watery yeah. things. They really don't taste like anything. Yeah. Not sweet. Whoa. To me. I, most strawberries like that you get in the grocery store to me like don't taste very sweet. I'm sorry. It sounded like an alien hovercraft just went by. <laughs> really? From my end? Yeah. There was a there was a motorcycle. Oh, maybe just that being like digitized in the sound. <laughs> like I was like, what just happened? Dang. Are you still there? <laughs> Gabrielle, yes. So I've been abducted. Did you see that? <laughs> there was this T-shirt that had a little UFO with the with the beam taking someone up, and uh -huh. it says, "Ask me about my butthole." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh. I sent it to Gene because he's like the biggest fan of bidets. Uh huh. And I was like, "Your salespeople on the floor could wear this shirt." There you go. <laughs> Who's wearing the shirt, the alien or the person? It was just a t-shirt, like not on a person, but it was a, I think it was like, you know, f for people to wear and be like, I was abducted, you know, ask me about it. Oh, I see. I was yeah, like, who's was like saying a, that? Is the human saying that to the alien? Like, hi, ask me about my butthole or is the alien saying to the human? Oh no, I think it's like this happened. <laughs> right. Like the whole anal probe thing. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, Jean wants to open a bidet store and bring bidets to the, the greater American population in a store called Bidet, mate. I love it. <laughs> it might fly a little better in Australia. I've never used it a makes bidet. makes me laugh every time. What? Uh-uh. I understand the concept. I'm open to it. Haven't done it, but I, I am a wet wipe girl. I'm not a like, and I can't believe I spent so much of my life just using toilet paper. And being frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> or just thinking that like that I was properly clean and now I'm like, oh no, no. Well, we start yeah. out life cleaning babies' butts in a very clean way. And then at some right. point we're like, all right, now you're going to wipe okay. yourself with just a dry piece of paper. Right. And how is that supposed to get the job done? What I don't know. Um, <laughs> this took a turn. I guess because we think like babies are in diapers and like they're like sitting in it and like rolling around and everything's sort of squished. Whereas like you should be, you're sitting like going into a toilet. So like how much damage can you do? But okay, so it's not touching as much surface area, but it's touching right. me still on yeah. its way out of town. I know. Believe me. We use, um, they're called booty wipes. <laughs> you can get them nice. on Amazon and they are okay. amazing. And you open the package and it says, you are booty full. And the side <laughs> says like booty licious. And it says like, can be used for cleaning your booty, like a refresh, um, after sex cleanup. Like it lists all these things. Like, it. It's, it's kind of tongue in cheek. And then there's like the women's one and the men's one. And one day we noticed that, and we thought maybe it's like scented differently or something. Uh -huh. 
And then one day we noticed that the women's one was like a dollar more a package. And it was in the frequently asked questions why the women's one was more. And they were like, when the shipment was coming in, a huge pallet of the women's ones got damaged. So we're just oh. doing this to cover our costs just until these okay. this batch so is sold. So it was a temporary thing. So we got the men's ones because we were like, well, what's the difference? And the guy said, the packaging. Okay. Literally, the guys' ones are in black and gold, and the women's one was in, like, a pink and maroon. Okay. Which I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought you were going to say the men's ones are, like, extra soft because I don't know why men's buttholes are sensitive <laughs> to women's. Every man I've ever known has been like, make sure you get the softest toilet paper. You know, I want the one with the ridges. It's extra soft. I'm like, what are you doing with this toilet paper? How about Gene prides himself in not using much toilet paper? Like he'll send a picture and be like, this is the same, same roll. roll I've used since the beginning of quarantine. Cause he's got his bidet. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of awesome. He's going to save the, he's going to save the earth with bidets. I'm I down. It's a thing. It's environmentally conscious. It's, it it's clean. It's. It works. I you just, can you can retrofit your toilets, but the toilets in my parents' house have have like they're the full toilet. Like you walk in yeah. front of the toilet and it opens the lid and sings a little jingle and wow, <laughs> the seats warm and toilet. the seats warm. It does a little pre-spray of the bowl when you sit down, so it moistens the bowl. <laughs> oh right, so nothing sticks. I that's think that's why when, you, when you've just like cleaned your toilet and then someone leaves a streak and you're like, God damn it. Yeah. And then leaves it there. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. So it does a pre-spray. I think that's why. But um, you can get like a, a very affordable, um, basically the seat, I think. And then you hook up the water part to it. I know. I've seen them. They just, they look very ugly to me. Like I haven't found one that I'm like that's like the design is kind of clunky and there's it is it is a little clunky tubes and i feel like my parents when i don't really see a lot but it's also maybe it's also because it's the whole toilet right so like things are more hidden yeah that's probably i don't know it's also got like the seat warmer it warms the water you can adjust the temperature of the water you can adjust the airflow that comes out I had drying. a very rich friend. I had a very rich friend, and every time I'd go to her house, there would always be poop streaks in the toilet. And I was like, you know, I was Ew. to me, that's like the one. And it was never like bad. Like it, the toilet looked clean. There was just always like one streak. And it was someone just took ones. a shit right before. It's just like, oh man, he's coming over. I have to like unload. Let me take a shit. But I was like, man, that's something I always check. Like if someone's coming, I I always check my toilets. Like it's got to be tip top. I mean, if we're having people over, our place is so small, and we have just the one bathroom, and yeah. so like that's the one that people are going to be using. And because we're both girls that shed a lot, we always do a once over of the bathroom. So the toilet, the sink, and then vacuum up hair. Right. Okay. Here's a question for the one bathroom. Have you guys ever like both been sick at the same time or like food poisoning where it became like an emergency situation? Because that's there's my definitely there's definitely been some screaming like if you don't get up right now, I will right. shit on you. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> there's 
been a couple of those, but it's not been like because we've been sick. It's just been like because somebody's taking their sweet time and the other right. person's like, you got to go. <laughs> um, We're also those people that like because because of the way like our places and how the, like we rarely close the door. We're just like, OK, you're in the bathroom. I'm not going to walk to this side of the apartment, you know. Um, so yeah, I was gonna say, are you guys open door policy, closed door policy? Yeah, very much open door policy. And also like, if it's out of you, you should be flushing and spraying. We're very, okay. we're both really good about that. Okay. Um, but there have been times where it's like, I've got to go. And you like, you know, where you just got to go. Right. You got to go. You got to go. And someone else is still like, I got to wash this stuff off my hands or whatever. Right. Right. Like, guys okay. don't have soap on my hands. Like, wait two seconds. And it's like, no. Yeah. I remember when we lived in our first apartment, it was only one bathroom. And there would be times because Evan likes to take really long baths. And not only was there one bathroom, but it was one of those, like, the toilet is right next to the bathtub. And oh, it, like wasn't a, it wasn't a curtain. It was, like, a glass door. <laughs> and it was clear. So, like, I would definitely – and we were newly married, too. So I'd be like, he's in the bathroom, and I have to poop. And how long can I wait, you know? And so the, But there was a couple times – How long is his I, bath going to be? <laughs> I couldn't wait any longer. And so I just, like, made him avert his eyes. I was like, don't look at me. Look away. Because <laughs> I don't care if I'm going to like sit and pee, but something about pooping is just more intimate. It's just more involved. You feel more vulnerable. <laughs> it's just... I feel... But it changes when you have a kid though too. Because then once, because then the kid is like fully announcing that they're pooping and then they'll be like talking to you like as they're pooping. And they're like, and so then I went to the store. And then I... <laughs> <laughs> I was watching my little cousin. I mean, he's like 19 now, but when he was like maybe five-ish, uh -huh. um, he got sick one day and he like, he's like, I gotta go to the bathroom, cousin. And he called me cousin. Yeah. And I was like, all right, go. And then I just hear, cousin, it feels like lasers. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Lasers. <laughs> Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Oh, yeah. So from then on, we called them laser poops. It feels like lasers. <laughs> I'm like, all right, buddy. We'll just get them out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Super cute. Super gross. <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys haven't had any of those emergencies. Yeah, there was one time when we were coming back from Japan and I had been sick the entire flight. I got like stomach flu or something. I had been like barfing and shitting my brains out like the yeah. entire flight home. And thankfully was on ANA and those Japanese flight attendants, literally every time someone came out of the bathroom, they'd go in, do a once over. So every time wow. we went into the bathroom, it was like... The Sanitized. mirror was wiped off. The sink was wiped off. And this is like three years pre-COVID. That's really smart, actually, because, yeah. So the only time they didn't literally go in after someone was like if there was a line for the bathroom. Right. And thankfully, I was in the bulkhead seat. So I was like very bathroom accessible. Okay. 
I got home and in my delirium decided to order a Uber pool to save the $6 or whatever to get home. And then had to go in this Uber to like drop off the other guy first. And then we made it back to our place. And I am just like in a cold sweat at this point. And I'm trying to shit my pants in this Uber. And Tam just starts laughing because she's like, why would you order the the pool one? Like, And I was like, it was $6 cheaper. I was like in tears. Right. But yeah, As that was a $100 cleaning fee. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was one of those where um I was just like so miserable and then we had to get our luggage all out and then Tam's like I just need to pee. I just need to pee. I'm like you need to just <laughs> Right. You can pee in the sink. That's another thing that I I did in that like one bathroom apartment. There was definitely times where I just peed in the sink. Oh man. I don't think there's ever been a time I did that, but I there was definitely times like me and my brother shared a bathroom and sometimes I'd just be like, no. And then you'd have to run. And there were times he just like peed out the window into the bush. Yeah. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Another perk of being a boy. Yeah. Anyways. Boy. Having that Anyways. A lot of poop talk. A lot of, a lot of poop talk this week. Sorry. No, I mean, I love it. I'm just, um, yeah, sorry to all of you. Oh, I should warn Liz and Jean because they listen over dinner sometimes. Yeah. Making challenge. Yep. So it's I made you. these. <laughs> our new cookbook for Cookbook Club is The Smitten Kitchen Every Day. And um, I'm, I'm, a, cool. I'm not like a big fan or anything, but her recipes yeah. are solid. They work. Yep. They usually yep. taste pretty good. Um, and one of the things that Tam wanted was the bake sale winningest gooey oat bars. Mm. And then I added dark chocolate chunks. Yum. And I didn't have shredded coconut, but I had coconut flakes that I just threw in the Vitamix and it worked. Awesome. They're so good. Like So what makes this so different good. than like a blondie? Just so the there's a so there's a shortbread crust. Oh, so there's like it's like layered. Yeah, so it's a shortbread crust that you par-bake. Okay. Um, and, like, super simple. Like, a little bit of flour, um, maybe a, a touch of sugar, and then, like, salt, butter. Like, really Love crumbly. It. Like, just press it in. Bake it for, like, I don't know, 10, 12 minutes, something like that. And then you pour this other. So the filling is, like, the, the coconut, um, rolled oats, three eggs, like some mm. milk. I think I used evaporated milk. Mm-hmm. Vanilla. I mixed in dark chocolate chunks. Maybe some sort of leavening, maybe baking powder. I can't remember. I'll post a recipe. It was delicious. Is, it, is evaporated milk supposed to just taste milkier than milk? It's like, like I like it because it's cans I can keep in the cupboard. I don't drink right. milk, so it's, it's great for baking. Thicker. It's not like thicker than milk right it's, it, a it, little bit it's liquidy but i feel like it's thicker than milk because when you pour it into a measuring cup and then you pour it out like you can oh, scrape like yeah you can like scrape okay. and get another so quarter teaspoon yeah okay 
But that is a good call though, especially because we don't drink cow's milk, but there are some recipes where I'm like, I only want to use cow's milk for this. So evaporated milk is kind of a good way to go. Right. Or like you need a quarter cup for like right. a recipe or something. And I'm yeah. like, well, I'm not going to go buy a half gallon of milk no, just for we'll this. Never drink that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to go bad in like 10 days or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. So the can I can usually use within, you know, a week or 10 days, I just pour it into a jar, like what I'm not using. Yeah. And leave it in the fridge and I bake enough that, you know, and I, I do enough different recipes too that call for like two tablespoons of milk or, yep. you know, whatever, or like throw some into a sauce. So I almost always use evaporated milk, whether it calls for milk or cream or half and half. I love that idea. That's a really good idea. Yeah. And then it's always that. in my cupboard and it's cheap as fuck. You can find it for like 89 cents a can. Yep. Yep. And it's good for years. It's no pressure dairy, man. No pressure dairy. That should be a thing. No pressure dairy. No pressure dairy. Anyways, I'll post that. It's gooey. It's delicious. It's decadent. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. My neighbors loved it. Everybody was like, oh my God. Tam loved it. Um, It'd be good with a nut, like some pecans, some chocolate. You can totally, I would have, like, I think pecan would have gone really great in it. I just didn't have any. Right. Um, and then I also think like if you threw in like dried cherries or she does the, she does give the warning that if you use a lot of dry fruit, that it can be too sweet, but I mean, just adjust the sugar right? or do like a dried fruit, like you were saying, cranberry or like a cherry or something right. that has like a tart element. Right. Not Cause like I think it would totally work. I Yum. did. I did add a little more salt than it called for to the crust. Cause I like salt. Me too. I always do it's that. like I always add more salt to chocolate chip cookies and that kind of yeah. thing, or like top with a little flake salt, that kind of thing. Anyways, it's been, it's been cute. Ian's been making his own chocolate bars, and it just means that he's melting chocolate chips and then he adds a fat, so either like butter or earth balance if he's making some for Evan, and then salt. But it's it's cute because he's like he's learning about the different like textures and what happens if he adds more fat or less fat or more salt or less salt. So it's like a like a ganache? Yeah. And then he just puts it in. We have these little molds. I'm thinking for Valentine's Day, maybe I'll get him some like like cute like chocolate molds, like some hearts or something. Because Yeah, he's like he's been doing it like a couple times a week. And it's, I don't know, it's super cute because I can tell that he's like he's tasting and he's thinking about it. And he feels confident doing it because he's done it a couple times. And I love that. There's some technique there. Is he melting like in the microwave or is he... Or nope, is he, does he have stove? stove? He has stove yeah. privileges. That's awesome. Yes, he does. He's a good Big little kid. cooker. I feel like I've seen him in the kitchen with you since like he could stand. Completely. He's always been in the kitchen with me. I mean, and it, and it would be a lot more if he was interested on a consistent basis. He's not. In fact, we were playing um, poker this week um, because he's learning about probability in math. And, um, that and counts. so- we decided we wanted to, I know, I'm like, love homeschool. Let's play poker. We played poker <laughs> at Yahtzee. So we've been playing lots of games this week. And he was like, "We, I want to play for, you know, he wanted to like have stakes. And so rather than money, I was like, why don't we, we, we can all pick like one thing. So his thing mm -hmm. was, I don't know, I think it was some kind of a video game add-on thing so it, it was actually it was money but it was like six dollars and then evan wanted to have a pizza and movie night where he picked where we got the pizza and he picked the movie and then mine was that they were going to make me lasagna for dinner 
<laughs> oh, nice. I was kind of thinking about your your um, niece and nephew because I was thinking like just how nice it is when someone makes you like a hot meal and then serves mm-hmm. you. At a, especially oh, yeah. It she took it home. all the way. She like dished it up and everything. It was great. And how different food tastes when you didn't make it and didn't put it out and played it against. It's just what I do all the time. And it's totally mm-hmm. fine. That's one of the ways that I show love to people. So yeah, same. it's not that I mind it, but um, but it's nice every once in a while to have that role reversal. Yeah, and I literally can't remember the last time the roles were reversed. But I'm also picky though too. I'm like, well, why right. do you do it like that? You know, so it's a double-edged sword. Why but would I was you like, put cheddar in the lasagna? <laughs> but I thought, well, no, I thought what I would do is I'd find a good recipe that wasn't overly complicated, and I'm like, then I would just say, just follow the recipe. Mm-hmm. I think they could do that. They would make a giant mess, and it would take them a really long time. and you know what like you just need to not watch while it's all happening i know i know i'd have to be really busy that day yeah otherwise it'll drive you nuts i know i know know. uh like i will be in the other room (laughs) yeah yeah call me when it's done last morsels yes do you want to go first sure i actually what you're talking about this one this you time. do okay barbara's original yes. cheese puffs i yes. just discovered them because my wifey was trying to get like a healthy cheeto and i don't know uh-huh. that it's actually any healthier but i feel like it is because it's not neon orange right and their thing is cheddar and blue cheese when i looked at it um Ooh. it doesn't taste like blue cheese for people that are like oh blue cheese it tastes like a fucking cheeto but then there's like a depth and saltiness to it yep. and i think that's what the blue cheese brings to the table that makes sense and it's fucking delicious and they're gluten-free if that matters to anybody do you, you can find them really, everywhere really disgusting thing i used to do with barbara's original cheese puffs oh god this is so gross wait will it make me not want to eat them anymore because i still have some no I don't know. This is like in the depths of my eating disorder. I would do this, do such weird shit with food. One of the things I would do is I would take those and like the whole bag and I dump it into a giant bowl, like a giant plastic bowl. And then I would heat up chicken broth till it was really, really hot. And I would sort of drizzle it over the cheese puffs so they're like, they're not like floating in it. It's not like that, but they're like sort of getting dampened. Just and a then little wet. And then I'd put them in the microwave and it would create this sort of, it kind of felt like you were what? eating macaroni and cheese. Cause like some of them would be wet and it would almost create a sauce, like oh a cheesy God. sauce, but then it would be chewy. And then some of them would still be crunchy. So it was like this, like different textures of cheese basically from like liquid to solid i can't i can't what even made me think about that i don't know (laughs) where in what part of my brain did that idea originate oh my god that's so weird i know so there's true confession corner I don't know that I'll ever look at them the same. I would still eat it. I would still do that. It's good. (laughs) I mean, I guess it would just be like a savory as fuck, like amalgam of texture. Yeah. And you have to get the liquid just right. Like it can't be too much, but it can't be not enough. 
Yeah, I could see that. Anyways, <laughs> what's your last morsel now that I've been scarred by that image? Um, just in case no one knows, the Costco mixed nuts, I don't know if they look like this where you live, but like where we are, it's like they the come purple the, lid. It's I know it's the dark blue lid. Oh, Here, okay. Baby blue lid, big. And I'm just, I just wanted to tell just, it's just a quick PSA because like my next door neighbor, she's a Costco enthusiast and she had never gotten these nuts. And I'm like, they are the freshest tasting saltiest they're salty they're good yummiest mixed nuts i've ever had and i've tried every mixed nut on the market i think when i used to eat a shit ton of mixed nuts i would buy one unsalted and one like regular salted because they were so salty and i'd mix them and then like fully binge on Mm -hmm. on mixed nuts and tell myself it was healthy because of all the protein yeah um they so the red lid is cashews i think yeah i thought the purple lid was mixed nuts but maybe it's the unsalted i think you're right that's purple because i know it's a blue lid we have three right now like the dark blue yep um it's like a clear plastic container with a screw-on lid yes yeah i'll second that Costco nuts are awesome. And I think that there's such great bang for your buck too. If you're a normal, like a regular nut eater. Yeah. They're better than planters. They're better than whole foods. They're better than any other brand of mixed nuts I've ever gotten. Trader Joe's mixed nuts. No offense. They're not good. They're not, they're not great. And they're expensive. Like for, for what Trader Joe's is for what I think of normally. Right. Like it's fine, but I don't, you know. And what's weird is their individual nuts are good. Like if you just get the pecans, they're good. If you just get the cashews, Cashew, they're good. Yeah. The, the pistachios are good, but the mixed one's like, not good. I feel like the salt is off. There's way too many hazelnuts. Yeah, their mixed proportions are weird. Yeah, I've always told weird. people I'm not a fan of the mixed nuts, but get the individual ones and mix your own. That's exactly what I do. We are so alike. We're the same person. anyways this was a big one a big one i feel like we made up for you know being late last week yeah so um i'm into it so good job everyone listening all the way till the end we love you very much thanks for joining us until we are talk to you next just keep eating too much goodbye bye